the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Great to be with you again today. Pastor Scott Show, we're on each and every day from 3 to 5, taking the issues of the day and looking at them from a Christian perspective. You know, let me tell you something. One of the things I like most about doing this show, I've been a pastor for 25 years. I grew up in a pastor's home, so I've always been doing church, you know, one way or another. Uh, from the uh, the professional or behind-the-scenes standpoint, whatever you want to say. Let me tell you something. Let me ask you this question. How many churches are there in California? Do you know? Like, how many churches would you say? I looked this up and actually found the answer. As of August 23rd, anyway, there are 8,579 churches in California. Well, that's an enormous number uh, for our state, and most of them are here in Southern California. Uh, but how many churches are there really? The answer is one. There is one church, Church of, of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and he knows who's in and all of that. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I'm passionate about that I think we get to do on this radio show every day is we get to talk to the one church or invite people into the one church or let people know, hey, maybe the church you're at isn't the church. You know, sometimes we have to do that. Uh, there's one church who believes that Jesus Christ died for your sins and rose again from the grave, and it's the body of Christ in the hands of feet. And I like to say... And I believe strongly this has always been true, but it's especially true now. We got to learn to do more together, different congregations of churches coming together and doing things. My guest is Pastor Jack Hibbs. Jack Hibbs is the senior and founding pastor of Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, and the host of Real Life Radio. And uh, he has a new event coming up that we want to invite you to. It's called Just Church SoCal. You can find it at justchurchsocal.com. Pastor Jack, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Pastor Scott, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. That's great to be with you today. How's it going for you? Uh, you know what? Honestly, uh, and those that are behind this camera right now in this room, we all know the same answer to this. We are literally trying to keep up with Jesus. I mean, God's mm. always been good to us, but I got to tell you, ever since about 2019, 2020, uh, we have been hanging on to the tassels of his robe. I mean, it's seriously, it's it's amazing. It's uh, If there's a fast forward button, he hit it, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that is a, a really great thing. Hey, I want to talk to you about uh, your event coming up and really the heart behind it. So curious about that. Uh, Just Church SoCal, SoCal, tell us about this event. Yeah, well, first of all, Pastor Scott, if it flops, it was my idea. If it <laughs> succeeds, it's going to be God's idea. It's okay. a huge, It's a huge thing where at about 2020, I began talking to just uh, close members of our teaching staff at church and and just telling them, you know, look how many people are have been shaken by COVID and they have fallen away. Some people have been so mortified by fear. Uh, we saw all of these things that in some ways, Scott, made made the pandem- pandemic even worse. We had people not allowing 
uh, their grand, their their kids to see the grandchildren mm. and all of this stuff, and it was just so sad, and it really became a burden on my heart. And I began sharing it with the staff back then that you know what we've got to go after somehow we've got to do an event that um, will will invite these people back just because they they've you know pulled the ripcord so to speak or jumped out of the plane. It doesn't mean that they're lost. Uh, we got to go get them. And it's all based, Scott, on the proverb that Jesus gave in Luke 17, where I'm going to leave the 99 and go after the one mm. and go get them and bring them back. And so everything about Just Church SoCal uh, is for anyone and everyone who is either they dis- they find themselves, their faith is a little bit cooler than it was before. They're not as hot for Jesus or maybe they did wander away because of fear. Or maybe, listen, Scott, you and I know a lot of people who are angry yeah. at their previous church, we'll call it, because their church shut down and wouldn't open. And then when they did open, they opened woke. So there's a lot of angry, disillusioned people that have just said, I'm done with church. But the thing is, you know, Scott, Jesus is not done with church. He loves his church. That's right. And so we we have paid for all of the parking at the Honda Center. We paid for the entrance. Uh, there's no offering that's going to be taken. It's There's no rock star preacher. There's no rock star band. It's just church. And we are going to, I'm going to teach a message t- uh, titled, Where Are You? And um, I'm going to be speaking to the believer. Uh, now, it doesn't mean a non-believer can't come, but I'm going to address the message to those who have come, that God wants them back in a New Testament Bible teaching church that he wants them to be engaging their faith in the culture. And he wants to remind them that they've been galvanized by the blood of Jesus for such a time as this. They're not alone and they've not been forsaken. But maybe most importantly, Scott, is the fact that they better deal with their bitterness. I understand mm-hmm. it. They've been justifiably hurt. Because I'm dealing with it every week, even now at church, people will come and say, hey, we started coming three years ago, two years ago, last year, and then they start going off on their pastor, and I stop them, and I tell them, listen, you can't judge that man and what he's done. That's for Jesus to do. But you, my friend, you've got to make sure that no root of bitterness rises up within you and defiles your faith and your family. So uh, that's a big deal of ours. And so just church is that. It is something where we are going to ask people who've believed that they need to make a recommitment to Christ, believers, to come and publicly make a recommitment at the end of the service. I'm going to give opportunity for them to do that, to rededicate their lives to Jesus in a radical, powerful, no looking back kind of way, because these are wild days. They are wild days. This is coming up this Friday, September 8th. Yes, right? uh, September 8th, this Friday, uh, parking opens up, the gates at parking at 4.30, the doors open of the Honda Center at 5.30, and the event starts at 7.30, yes. So you want to get there early, and it's all free. Uh, You know, let me ask you this. I was talking to my son, James, he's 14. Uh, My boys are James and John, the sons of thunder. I love it. You know, they worked out at the end. Uh, yeah. A little trouble, I'm expecting eventually. But, uh, you know, anyway, we were watching some 9-11 stuff, and I was trying to explain to him how it's not the same world. And it's kind of hard 20-something years later to explain 
how everything changed. But we've had another event that happened during his lifetime, and it's the COVID, is that things really changed in those shutdowns and in the past few years. And we're still dealing with it, right? We're about to have a fight yep. over masks, I think, and who knows what else. You know, yeah. what? how would you make that tangible, how the world has changed for for everybody, including the church? Is it is it a lot of our bitterness and frustration is just sort of mounted? And how do we get past that? Well, you know what? I'm going to answer this extremely personally and mm. because I don't have any other way to answer it. So, Scott, you and I and others who you and I know who know the word of God, we maneuvered 9-11 and we maneuvered COVID. Hold on there. I think I think I oh, lost that's... the audio. Are you back with oh. me? Lost you for oh, a second. My... So you were talking about maneuvering uh, 9-11 and the COVID. Yeah. Are you able to hear me? Yeah. Got your back. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So you and I, we, we knew what to do. We lean, we leaned into Jesus and yeah. hung on to the word of God. And so what I'm saying today is that, uh, having the foundation of God's word clearly has proven to you and I in our generation and others that, uh, there's nothing more steadfast and firm. So your son, my grandchildren, they've got to learn that. And this is a really great time. Instead of telling them, hey, is the world getting better? Look how great it's getting. Isn't it wonderful? Everything, there's there's less human trafficking. There's less, you know, this. <laughs> no, on the surface, it looks like it's getting worse. But I would say, because you and I know the Bible, that everything biblically is falling right into place. The believer right. does not need to panic. That's right. We just need to go to the word of God. Yeah. And we, I think we have to believe and in a way not to fear. There's a ton of fear out there. We have to believe that God knows what he's doing by calling us as believers <laughs> to this moment. Yep. Right? He didn't call well, the wrong group of people, even though it seems like it, right? He didn't. Well, you know what? Sometimes it feels like it. But how yeah. many times have I been robbed by my feelings? That's about most. Right. And so um, it really comes down to, and this is our heart for the young generation really comes down to what do you know that you believe? You believe. What is it that you believe? Do you know it? So we've got a lot of people today saying, "I yes, I know Jesus. But I'm a big fan of asking, can you explain that to me? What do you mean by you know Jesus? Who is he? What did he do? What value is he in your life? What's the purpose of having Jesus? I mean, I have a Costco card. What's the, what's the benefits to that? Well, Jesus is not an add-on. He is not... Number one on a list of 10. I mean, Jesus is one on a list of one. That's right. But we we can make that cliche or we can determine to actually experience that as a reality the way that he wants it. And you and I have learned that there's no greater way to live life than to have him out front and us following. That's absolutely right. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show. My guest is Pat, Pastor Jack Hibbs. And uh, this Friday night, uh, Just Church SoCal, you can find it at justchurchsocal.com. It's at the Honda Center at 730. You should be there by 530 or so when the parking lot opens. It's free, and it's an opportunity for believers. Anybody can go. If you're not a believer and you want to check it out, you're welcome. But it's for Christians to worship, have a Bible study and message from Jack. It's not a big show like maybe you would expect. It's just church. Like it says, right? Just church. You know, Jack, a lot of people are going to go to this who go to other churches. They don't go to your church. They go to other, it's not your church. It's a weird pastor thing, right? You know, uh, you know. Yeah, I got you. you Yeah. Uh, (laughs) How's your church going? Well, it depends on what day. Uh, It's a lot of people who are Christians who go to multiple congregations 
and gather together. I'm excited about this kind of event for that reason. I think that mm-hmm. the Christians should do more together. What what kinds of things do you think the church can do together? How can we get pastors and congregations to come together to one person in my church said we need to link shields together as mm. we contend for the gospel uh, out there. How do we do that in a time when we like our own little kingdoms and we put walls up and we got the our churches wow. and stuff? How do we do that? Well, first of all, your friends said it exactly right. In the Roman Empire, first century, they called that turtling. Turtle. When they turtled, when the, when the warriors turtled, one guy had his shield up front, two guys on the side, and one guy on top. These guys were like in a little metal tent, and they were able to survive the barrage. Well, guess what? What if one of those shields happened to be a guy that's a Lutheran? What if the other guy's a Baptist and the other guy's Assembly of God and the other guy happens to be, well, like what we're seeing happen here at church, a lot of Catholics are getting born again at our church. What if these people actually believed in the word of God that Jesus can save any flavor? I mean, if you look at heaven, it is made up of those of every kindred, tribe, tongue, and nation. And, and for those of for those denominations who hold to the biblical uh, truths and the tenets of Christianity, hey, your assembly of God, brother, is going to be with you in heaven, just like your Baptist brother. We need to start practicing heaven now. And if we do that, it doesn't mean we're going to sit around the campfire and roast hot dogs. There's, that's what heaven's for. We are going to have a time together where we get the turtle on, we get the shields up, and we fight. Imagine, Pastor Scott, if we actually united and decided to show love like it's never been seen before, to show people how to forgive each other, to walk together, to stop eating each other up and work together as believers that the church might become so attractive that the world might say, hey, what what must I do to be saved? I believe that God, literally, I believe that God wants to do that. And that's why this event is scot-free, no pun intended, uh, we've removed every obstacle. Literally, it's costing us hundreds of thousands of missionary dollars to pull off one night to pay the Honda Center to, to have one person out of the hundred come back and recommit their lives to Christ. Well, Jack, who are they? I don't need to know who they are. They're not supposed to follow my voice. They're supposed to follow his voice. And all we're doing is presenting an opportunity that God might show up. This is I hate to put it this way, Scott, but this is us rolling the dice based on scripture that God might use this to call his children back home into the fellowship because Hebrews 10, 25 says, do not forsake the gathering together as some have, but all the more, that is all the more do it as we see the day approaching. So I meant we've never been this late in God's prophetic calendar so um, I'm I'm hoping that yeah. the Lord blesses Friday night. <laughs> well, you know what? I think he's going to, because where people are gathering in the name of Christ, things are going to happen. And, you know, I read recently that there are more people coming back to church, that overall church attendance is, is growing now again. Uh, but church engagement was down still, whatever they measure that, right? There's always a yeah. a thing. You know, what would you say to the person who has who has left the church, meaning they don't go on Sundays, or maybe they do watch from home and they're kind of doing that, but they don't have fellowship. They've been discouraged because of whatever the reason is. Will they hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me again? Okay, now I can hear you. All right. So, so, the, 
Yeah. So the person who had, who maybe during the COVID didn't you know stop going to church, or maybe it has nothing to do with COVID. Maybe it's just some other discouragement or hurt that they had in church, or some reason they're out of fellowship, but they still believe that Jesus died for them. How do we call that person back into fellowship? And what would you say to that person? I would say to them that the the most wonderful thing that we've been asked to do by Jesus himself is for us to obey him. A lot of people freak out over the word obey. That's because we've been abused. Mm. But when Jesus says, obey me, you're going to live, obey me, and your life's going to be meaningful. When he says, obey me, he says, uh, keep what I've commanded you, and that is love one another. His, his commandments upon us are not grievous. They're not heavy. And so, listen, I understand people who've been hurt. Imagine some of the things that you and I have heard, Scott, where people have, have given tens of thousands, if not more, money to a church over 30 years of time. They were maybe on the board, or they were maybe in the ministry, or for some pastors I've met wanted to keep their churches open, and they were fired by their board. Yeah. These guys went to seminary, they got their degrees, they sacrificed their families, and now they're struggling with, did God make a mistake? Am I even his child? How could this happen to me? And our answer is the same. To a wounded pastor or to a wounded lamb, it's this. Jesus's callings are given to you without him taking them back. You got hit by whatever's going on around us, and it got you a little dazed. That's okay. We're going to refocus on Jesus. We're going to do this together. And oh, by the way, if we actually practice Christianity, if we unite, and when I say unite, if if we actually invite our brothers and sisters in Christ here in Southern California, for example, to start, let's all start witnessing uh, about the love of God on Saturday nights uh, or Friday nights, or let's start hosting. Imagine if you started posting at this website, a prayer meeting is going to be at my house. Let's pray. And we had a thousand homes Mm. that begin to say, yes, come to my house and pray. Oh, Scott, that's how it's going to happen. That, that's what, that's, that will be the precursor to actual true revival when that happens. I think that, and it can happen. Yeah, yeah. That's what we must do. That is absolutely right. I know a church, pretty big church, and they put a sign out front one time. Somebody had this idea and they said, okay, we'll do that. I think they didn't believe there would be much response. The sign said, just to the neighborhood, free biblical counseling, Tuesdays at seven or something like that. The whole neighborhood showed up. Wounded people from everywhere were showing up. They didn't, they weren't seeking idea. Jesus necessarily. They just needed help. And I mean, it was so overwhelming, they couldn't do it, right? It was just, but they saw something that needed to change. I bet that doing that, like you said, in our houses, in our communities, in our neighborhood, our workplaces, just with people we know, would change the world. You know, Scott, think about it. Isn't that how the church started in the first yes, place? Yes, and it ch- And it changed the world. And man, I'm going to get in trouble right now, but... <laughs> Things seem to be going pretty dynamically. I mean, no, no, no doubt about it. The uh, church has had its history and its highs and lows. Mm-hmm. But um, regarding the megachurch movement, I mean, look, I, I pastor a megachurch, but I'm, I, I don't like it. Um, but it's God's business. But here's the thing. The megachurch movement, if, if it would have had the impact ratio to its size in its culture, mm then this would be a different America. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry right. to put it that way, but if there's 15,000 people that attend Calvary Chapel Chino Hills, 
then what is that translating into the community where those people go back and live? Right. If they're just waiting for Sunday to come back around, I don't know if that's church. I'm, we, I think we'd be missing it. But if we are equipping them, think of a, a, think of a Formula One car or an Indy car coming in for the pits on a Sunday, getting fueled up, tires are changed, the driver gets a drink of water, and then out it goes all week long, just sharing Christ at breakneck speed, doing the thing of God, loving their neighbors, taking cookies or food to somebody that just had a surgery in Jesus' name, and then coming back in on Sunday, getting refueled and tires changed. That would be it. But we flipped it. We yeah. make we make Christianity our Sunday, and then we forget about Jesus for six days of the week. And that's why in America, in my opinion, the big church gig didn't accomplish much. We didn't disciple people to follow Jesus on a 24, 365 basis. There is uh, so much richness in that, and it's because we're the church is in us. The church is where we are, right? Uh, yep. A pastor friend of mine likes to point out, I think he's right. He says, you know, the statistics will say that 20-something percent of people in America go to church regularly, but he said, I think it's 100 percent. He said, I think that 100 percent of Americans interact with a Christian every week, hmm. somewhere where they are, and that means that they have a touch with the church somewhere. And if we wow. get that in our mind— uh, that is exactly what you're talking about. It can really change things. Uh, Just Church is coming up. I'm talking with Pastor Jack Hibbs and uh, Just Church. Tell us about it and uh, how people can sign up and go one more time. Yeah, it's been cooking on my heart, I believe, from the Lord. We're going to find out on Friday, but it's at the Honda Center in Anaheim, right across the street from uh, the Angel Stadium. It's all free. Listen, parking's a big deal at that event. Oh, yeah. It's like 25 bucks. We've covered parking for about 17,500 people. Uh, this, the entrance is free. We will not be taking an offering. We have removed every possible obstacle uh, for people to say no. And we are simply going to do worship. We're simply going to do a Bible study. And by the way, this is kind of cool, Scott. We are simply going to give people 10 steps on how to find in their community a New Testament Bible believing church. It's going to be on a QR code and they're going to be, they're going to see these 10 things. We're not even promoting our church because we honestly, we don't need people to come to our church. We have no more seating. We have mm. all the overflows full. We're not asking them to come to this church. I'm not going to say the name of my, of the church I'm pastoring. Come and experience God, my friend. And then maybe you might realize what you're missing and then go and find it because God didn't give you a home in a county or in a city in a wilderness somewhere. There is a brother or sister. There's 10 people. There's 25. There's 50. Or there might be 3000 that love the word of God and Jesus, just like you do. And you got to meet them. And we're going to help you do that where you live. Just Church SoCal. It's at the Honda Center, Friday, September 8th at 730. Get there by 530 when the parking lot opens. Everything is free. Uh, come there. Pastor Jack Hibbs, thanks for being with us on the Pastor Scott Show today and praying for the event on, on uh, Friday night. Thank you, Scott, so much. God bless you. All right, God bless you. This is the Pastor Scott Show. We'll be back as the Wednesday edition continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Maryland, Montgomery County Public Schools is responding to backlash after one of its schools eschews a temporary mask mandate. It comes after several students tested positive for COVID-19. 
Well, the mandate and the reaction garnering attention nationwide, a polarizing topic, even for parents that were in the vicinity when we arrived at the school to cover this story. They were anti-media covering this, saying that we are bringing attention to it, very concerned for the parents and families there. Meanwhile, the letter that went home to the families here at Rosemary Hills Elementary School references three students who tested positive for COVID-19, saying that masks will need to be worn for the next 10 days. All of this happening again here at Rosemary Hills Elementary School here in Silver Spring. The students apparently testing positive for COVID-19 in the past 10 days. The letter posted on social media goes on to say K-95 masks have been distributed to students and staff in said classroom. And the letter says they are required to wear masks for the next 10 days. That is a Maryland school district that uh, one school in particular that is going back to the mask mandates. And then uh, the threat is that it will go to the whole district. You know, we're talking about these masks again and... uh, and mandates and forcing everybody, including kids, to wear them. They really should wear the mask. That's a, a question that I think people have decided they really shouldn't. Uh, and we're talking about Maryland here, and parents don't even want the media. They're so mad, right? There is so much anger in all of this. And, you know, and I'm after just talking to Jack Hibbs for a while uh, on his event, uh, Just Church SoCal is coming up uh, Friday night. Uh, just about the church. You know, one of the things he talked about is how there are people even in the church who are so angry and have so much bitterness, sometimes over church, but a lot of the COVID stuff, you know, came up and uh, it's still a big deal. I'm curious, you know, if you have stopped going to church for some reason, and uh, you're, st- but you still call yourself a Christian, you know, so you haven't left the faith. There's some people who said, you know what, I don't think I believe this, and they left, and that's probably good. You do No reason to fake it. It's not good. I don't mean to say it's good. I think it's terrible, except that I think if you don't believe in Jesus, if you really don't, then don't go to church until you believe in Jesus. You should investigate the resurrection and figure out if that really happened, which I think if you truthfully and honestly investigate that, you'll find out that it did, and you'll think of church differently. That's what I would tell you. Um, But for those of you who believe in the resurrection, you believe Jesus died for your sins, but you just feel like going to church, uh, it's not for you. Why is that? You know, what would it take for you to go back to church? You want to share that? The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. What is it? Is And I'm getting at that, and it's sort of tying in the COVID stuff, because I do think the world has changed again um, through the COVID. I mentioned that my son James and I were talking about 9-11 and how the world changed. And I've been I, every year, kind of when it gets close to September 11th, I review that. I've got uh, – we were talking about it because I was watching a documentary about it, and uh, there's a movie called uh, United 93. If you wanted a 9-11 movie, yeah, United 93, is, they just did a super good job about that flight, and uh, I think they were very honest about what that was about. But I was trying to – we watched that together. He's 14, and you know he's learned about it, and he's had some questions. And one of the things I was trying to articulate is how has the world changed since then? Because it did. In my mind, when I watch that first plane go in, I think, oh, that's, that's the moment. We didn't know it at the time, but the world changed. We knew it when the second one happened, though, right? When that happened, then you know, oh, it's changed. The world's changed. I think it's happened again with the COVID, with the shutdowns and with the the argument that I think we're going to have this time in the culture about COVID and masking and uh, vaccines, perhaps, and other stuff, it's going to be different than the argument we had a year or two ago. I think it's going to change something. But I do feel that the world has changed, and I feel it in church, right? I feel that church has changed, not necessarily for the worst, 
right? I think that something has happened. I, I agree that whatever the Lord is doing in all of this, the fast forward button has been pressed. You know, what are you thinking about uh, as far as church? And if you left church or you're struggling to go to be a part of it, if you're a Christian, you're still a Christian, but you're just struggling to be a church, you know, what is it? And, uh, you know, how do we get on the right path of uh, getting back to gathering together for the right purposes? 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Sonny in Orange, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. How are you? I'm good, Sonny. How are you? I am great. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk to you about this um, because there are a lot of people that are filled with the Holy Spirit that are living the life that Christ told them to live, uh, doing ministries outside of the church, and they can't stand going to church. Mm. And um, I will tell you a few reasons why. Um, Mainly because they only meet one demographic. Um, You have uh, most of the sermons in the ministries are for people married with children, or that have families. Um, so people might feel have, excluded for various reasons in different churches. Es- yeah, especially women. Um, they they cater to stay-at-home moms, but they don't cater to women who have to go to work mm. and um, have careers, and especially women who are in the sciences. Um, you know, I don't I don't meet the the typical girl. I've I'm in physics and science and computers. I can't relate to being thrown in a women's group of stay-at-home moms talking about being a grandmother or a mother. Um, Now, there is uh, a big church here in Orange County everyone knows about, um, and I uh, went there with my friend. We both have been in the film industry for 25 years in, in visual effects for movies. We both believe in Jesus and are saved. We went there, um, and uh, I have gone to seminary and graduate school in theology, and I wanted to start a singles Bible study. And I got a letter saying, we do not allow singles Bible studies because it attracts the wrong people. Hmm. And I so said, have... Is this, am, I, am I the wrong people? Um, I'm not. I don't want to have a singles Bible study to date. I wanted to have one so that I could actually relate to other people. Right. I don't have a family that is worth talking about. They're very abusive, and there's 50% of the population come from broken homes, no families. They don't have relatives, and you sit there and you listen to every sermons about being a mother or a father or having a family, and you just leave horribly depressed. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I got sick of driving home, being ignored, um, being invisible, and crying all the way home. And I've, you know, like I said, I've, I've visited at least 20 churches down here, and same story. Um, so uh, I worship myself. I worship by myself. And then I have other women who are in my same position where we tend to be in the scientists. Mm -hmm. We're not the typical girl. Um, And 
and we get together and we talk about Jesus, but there's no place for us in church. Well, I appreciate you sharing that story, and I think people need to hear that, what you're saying, because, you know, one thing, one thing, you know, is true is that the, the single population is growing very rapidly, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's not going yeah. to be 2% of adults that it might have been 40 years ago. It's going to be right. much larger, and we're not even talking about divorced people or widowers or widows. We're talking about people who never married. Uh, and, right, and, and there are so yeah. many people that have had to cut off their family because they're horribly abusive, and they don't yeah. have anyone. And I sit here, I went through my own trauma um, where I volunteered at church my entire life, gave thousands of money thousands of dollars of money, and then I ended up having to leave a, an abusive marriage, and no church helped me. I was homeless for a year and a half, and I have a graduate-level education. Not one church helped me, and my eyes were opened up, and that's why I started a nonprofit, because the people that Jesus said could take care of are the ones that the churches aren't taking care of hmm. um, and for overall. I mean... And I, I wake up every day saying, Lord, prove it, prove me wrong. Um, so, and I just worked last week, all week on a project, and I have 40 years experience in graphic design and visual effects, and, and it was this woman I met at a church, um, and at the end, she's like, oh, I don't have money to pay you. And I worked all week, and I, I thought, you know, every single person that's abused me, lied to me, stole from me, claims to be a Christian, and that's horrible to, to um, experience, especially since I believe in Jesus and I have a relationship with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. But there's a lot of people that are naming it, um, and they go to church every Sunday. Mm. And that's all they do. They do it in word, but not in deed. And that's why there's so many atheists. That's why there's so many people who won't step foot in church. And that's what I try to tell people. I go... The people who need Jesus the most aren't going to step one foot inside of the church. And there's so many people that won't step outside of the church to help people and teach them about Jesus. And that's why I have a nonprofit and a podcast, and and I try to reach people who need Jesus. They're not going to walk into a church. Hey, Sonny, i got to go to a break here pretty soon, but uh, I want to thank you for sharing that. And can I just try to encourage you, and maybe I'll pray for you, because I've been in church my whole life, and I understand what you're saying. I've actually, uh, even as a pastor, if I realized I couldn't meet just because of how we're structured or how things are going, that there were different people, I thought, this is not the church for you. I would send them to another church. In fact, we had, uh, in our new persons thing, one of the things that we said is, hey, if this isn't the church for you— let us know. Just say, Pastor Scott, I don't like the way you preach or whatever. Right. And uh, we had a list of churches that we could try to fit people in. And I, I want to encourage you that there are churches out there that recognize the needs of senior of single people or people in different demographics or different you know things out there. But I understand that that's hard to find. Can I just pray that you do? And then maybe mm-hmm. what you can do is after we get done, would you email me at Pastor Scott at KKLA dot com your uh, your podcast and uh or uh you know what sure. you're doing i'll check it out uh god i just want to pray you so want, much yeah let me pray for you real quick here god i want to pray for sunny and uh, other people who are resonating with what she's saying in different ways today we pray for the church i pray that you would move her heart to hold unswervingly to the hope that she has in christ 
and that she would not give up meeting together as hard as that is, um, but that you would lead her to a church that will embrace her and that she would have the fellowship that she needs there or the situation that she's in if she's meeting as a church with believers that she would grow. And I, I do pray for your church, Lord, that we would hear uh, the the cries of people who need fellowship who are struggling to connect. In Jesus' name, amen. Sonny, there's, amen. A, there's a lot there. Thanks. Send me an email, all right? Thanks for calling. Uh, Pastor Spring and others, I'll get to you when we come back. i got to take a break. The number is 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show. You can follow us on social media. Just look for at Pastor Scott Show. We'll be back as the Wednesday edition continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com. Or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557. I was asking the question, if you're a Christian, but you stop going to church, uh, what's the reason? 888-528-2557. I want to get to our calls here. Pastor, uh, Pastor Spring in L.A. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show, Pastor. Pastor? Is this Spring? Uh, you're on the air, Pastor Spring. You know, I'm going to put you on hold until we can get uh, you connected there pretty well here. Maribel in Alhambra, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Thank you for answering my call. Um, um, I I had just listened to this girl being very disappointed at churches, and yeah. it just it just broke my heart. Yeah. Um, I was wondering, and and the. The only part that that I was able to hear when was when she was um, trying to start a Bible study and the church didn't agree with it. Um, I was just wondering if she was ever a member of a church because I see a lot of the large churches aren't having membership, and that's so part of what God calls us to do in in a church: be a member and be part of the body. And a lot of times when it's huge churches, unfortunately, and this doesn't apply to all churches, but they don't have membership anymore. And it's, it, uh, I don't know. I just thought of that when I heard her and it just broke my heart. Yeah. That, well, you I, know, don't, I, I don't know why she got the response. If you weren't listening, she uh, wanted to start a Bible study for single adults and they said, uh, we don't do that. Uh, you know, so I'm not going to know what all the details are with that. Um, obviously that's discouraging. You know, the thing is about membership is really what you want is a commitment, whether you call it membership or, uh, you know, I've heard churches, you know, call it different things. There's a place where you commit to, you know, a body, where you commit to being a part of it and giving. Um, but, you you know, I think that we have to remember that part of the commitment of being in the local body of Christ is to take care of each other, and in particular, the, the widows and the orphans and people who are suffering. And it can't be just about us. And, uh, you know, that is what happens sometimes is it becomes about what I need and not serving others who are there. And sometimes people get excluded accidentally. You know, uh, there was a church uh, that I know of that they weren't very friendly. And that was kind of the reputation in town. You know, when you're pastors, you kind of know what's going on at different churches. And and uh, the funny thing is they put up a banner outside that said, we're a friendly church. You know, and we all thought if you have to put up a banner, it's because you're not, right? <laughs> the banner's not going to fix it. And you go to that church, and in fact, I'll tell you what, I've been to some churches, because I've visited a lot since I moved up here. There are a couple that I've been to that are not friendly. And I thought, I wonder yeah. if they know that. 
um, we have to just be on the right page with what the purpose is of church together. And all of us, and I think obedience, Pastor Jack earlier in the hour said that, that the obedience we have needs to be to Christ. We do need to be gathering. We do need to be in a local church. That's what the Word of God tells us. So even in situations where it's hard, we cannot give up. Um, And I think there are churches that will work for everybody. Maribel, thank you for calling the Pastor Scott Show. Uh, I mean, an individual church may not work for everybody, but uh, the church, there is a church out there that will work for you somewhere. Uh, Michelle and Ventura, welcome to Pastor Scott Show. Hi. Hi, Michelle. Go ahead. Hi. Um, so I um, I kind of sort of feel a little bit like the, the the previous caller regarding, you know, being disillusioned with yeah. um, church. Um, I'm also a professional, also in the science, sciences, forensics. Um, and, um, I went to church on my own because I'm married to somebody who is agnostic. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that until after we got married. Yeah. And, um, so he wants to believe, but I always feel like I need guidance because I feel like I'm pretty much a newborn, uh, um, believer. So I always feel like I, I don't want to misconstrue or, or say the wrong thing to push him further away from, you know, coming closer to a relationship with God. So, <clears throat> Personally, um, I would I have been a Seventh Day Adventist, and uh, for me, it was really important to keep the Sabbath. To me, the Sabbath has always been uh, Saturday, not Sunday. Mm-hmm. So um, during COVID, I had a really hard time. I was really struggling with all of the mandates and uh, following through with these laws that I felt were. Um, completely inappropriate, and I was called to help heal people, not to damage them further. So it went contrary to everything that I believed in. So when I went to my church to look for guidance, they shut down, they followed through with the masks, and they pushed the agendas, and I felt like I was betrayed Mm. by my church. So then I felt like, well, there's already so few churches that offer services on Saturday, and now the one church that I wanted to um, go to guidance for, they basically shut down. And so now I feel like um don't want to go to the wrong church yeah. so, or go to a false church with false teachers. So um, if it hadn't been for, I think it's Olive Tree Ministries and J- Pastor Jack Hibbs and Pastor Bryant Holehouse from Bakersfield, they did a whole study on how to try to discern between a false teacher and a false church. And then they have, I think, a church locator. But the churches that they list are not anywhere where I can get to. So those are a few reasons why I personally have not gone, in addition to not feeling very welcomed Mm. and going in as a single woman. um, (laughs) And a professional professional woman, scientific. That was one of uh, Sunny's uh, points that she was making. You know, uh, For, for me, it it was a little, I'm not sure where she, she says that she believes in, in Jesus, and I do too. For me, going through all of my scientific coursework was not um, against God. For me, it was a confirmation of intelligence behind our being created. To me, it just proved it further. Yeah. So it brought me closer to God. But I, like I said, I wanted to follow the law, you know, God's law, and I wanted to keep the Sabbath and um, not go to a false you know, teacher or false church. And I wasn't very welcomed as a new believer. So it made it really difficult. I'm real sorry about that uh, happening for you, Michelle. You know, uh, 
one of the things that you can do for sure is really dedicate yourself to the scriptures also, and maybe your husband even as an agnostic, if he's a real agnostic, well, then maybe he'd be open to reading the scriptures and studying it. You know, some people say um, that and they're not, they don't really know what it means. Yeah, he, he does. He's, um, he's, he's too smart for his own good <laughs> and he's way too smart and he's way too smart for me. So he will argue circles around me. And that's why I, I don't want to get into really deep water with him because he can argue everything down to some serious minutia. So I don't want to do yeah, that. Well, you'll definitely um, want to pray a lot then. I, uh, and I do, yeah. and I have read my Bible and I do study on my own. Um, and I try to do that every day. So, but I just wanted to give you some feedback. You asked the question. Yeah, no, I appreciate you're not going to church. I appreciate that very much, Michelle. Thank you for sharing that. I know other people feel the same and, uh, I got a lot of calls on this. So there's a lot of people's resonating with (laughs) Luis, Luis in Inglewood. Welcome to Pastor Scott show. Hello, Pastor Scott. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm fine, Luis. Just a, just a few seconds here. Okay, so um, you know, the reason why I'm calling is because I myself have, you know, fallen back and not going back to church for the simple fact that, you know, every time when I go to church, um, one thing that I do notice is lack of um, deliverance and also evangelizing, you know, a whole lot. And I try to, you know, bring these topics up um, to the pastors at the churches that I've come up to, but it doesn't seem like they're very interested in speaking in regards to that. And that's something that I've lately been researching and following different um, uh, pastors and their podcasts all over the country. And mm-hmm. one thing that I've noticed that we need a whole lot of is deliverance because we're, we're in this spiritual war that a lot of pastors don't even speak about why. I'm not quite sure. And um, that really, you know, doesn't make me feel comfortable being somewhere where, you know, I'm just being lectured, but I'm not really seeing the, the yeah. church moving outside of those walls. Uh, Luis, I appreciate your call. I'm out of time because uh, we have to be out of time. That's how it goes. But, you know, there's a lot of calls and uh, Diane and Joel and uh, Pastor Spring. I don't know if you came back, won't be able to make it to your calls. But we have Friday, we'll be open to everything. And maybe we'll do this topic uh, later in the week. It's obviously so important. Everybody, let me leave you with this. Don't give up on the church. The church is Jesus's wife, and it's it's had a lot of problems, but Jesus loves his church, and the things that have been wrong, he has corrected. Don't give up on it. Uh, if you're in the area, go to uh, you might want to go to uh, Church SoCal, uh, the Pastor Jack Hibbs uh, things uh, that's coming up. Uh, Just Church SoCal is what it's called. Just Church SoCal. All right, Pastor Scott Show. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless. Have a good night. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com